All right, folks, welcome to a special edition of Tig's Bits Podcast this week. We got a great guest, somebody I've been chasing. He is a two-time contestant on Survivor. He is also a Troy alumni, and I have the pleasure of calling him my very good, dear friend, Mr. Bobby John Drinkard, folks. Look at that. What is up, brother, man? man? What you know, what you know. Oh, dude, I know you. I know you're right here on Tig's Bits, finally. So I don't know what's bigger, this or Survivor, but... I feel like I feel like I, I feel like I finally made it, Chad. I've been following you guys um, for a little bit. And, uh, man, I tell you, y'all are really doing some doing some amazing things out there. I, I think you're, you know, you're peeling back uh, an often overlooked onion, an important onion, because the onion, you got to have an onion to cook. Nobody's got an onion in their refrigerator. I'm, I'm turning around and going in the house immediately. All right. <laughs> Onions are important, but y'all are peeling one back. that's often overlooked. And um, man, I great, great job for all y'all doing this. I know it's taken a lot of effort. So phenomenal job. Thank you, man. We, we you. appreciate that. That means a lot coming from the one and only Bobby John. So, yeah, Bob and I go way back. We went to school at Troy together. That's where I got to know him um, go, going to school. I can't remember, like, the very – you think about those first-time meetings. I remember my first-time meeting with the, with Tiggs up there. It was just very impactful. But it's like I think I knew who you were before I met you. So it's like, you know, I was sitting there going, I don't – it was just we always had these unusual little interactions together, you know. That's right. <laughs> we, we would cross paths, and it was always – Really good conversation, something kind of crazy that we that we would start talking about. And it's funny, I was looking back through my text chain with you, and I looked in there and I saw that uh, that that four union text when you mm-hmm. were asking me about that. I'd forgot that we had even had that discussion about that before <laughs> there was Google. There was Chad Blasey um, with the four union number at Auburn, and you could find out anything. Okay, you could find out how much sugar. You, it needs to go in sweet tea. You could find out if diesel fuel would burn a burn pile better than gasoline. Okay. You could find out whether or not you could graduate in criminal justice and go to be a game warden or not. I mean, like it could keep going on and on and on. And it <laughs> yeah. was all this random information that Chad had. And I think, you know, before there was Google, there was chat. And that to this day <laughs> amazes me, Chad. I, I never knew that even existed. Well, I, I'll tell you, we, we've talked we've talked about this on the show before. And just the other day, my mom, she was telling me, she said, there's some number. She, I do not believe that she heard this on Tig's Bits. But she said, there used to be some number. I think it was somewhere in Alabama. It was one of those universities. And you would call it and you just could ask them anything. And they would give you an answer. And it was like. Yeah, we've talked about that on my show, Mom. Did you hear? Did you hear that? She's like, no. I, she just brought that up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So is that how it worked? You just that's called exactly, it. And- that's exactly. That's how exactly it how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It was- I mean, I, I, to this day, I, I mean, it's um, if you called and said, um, I've gosh, I, I need, I need the nearest gas station, um, next to Real Town, Alabama. They're going to tell you. Uh, it's wow. just, it's just the most bizarre thing ever. <laughs> It, it really is. And I got introduced to this like in the late 80s. And so I, I had that in my hip pocket when I got to Troy there in, in 94. And dude, sitting at somebody, and the great thing is 24 hours a day. Like they never stop. They never sleep. I mean, I and still it's a live human you're talking it's a, to. Yes, I mean, a person. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, it has to be. It's in we, the late we'd, 80s. We'd be hanging out at somebody's house. And, of course, we didn't have any cell phones then, right? Somebody, I mean, it'd be 11 o'clock at night. You know, somebody... You know, get into an argument, debate about something, and I'd be like, hold on, boys, I'll, I'll settle this. <laughs> and I'd get on the telephone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, man, what what we should do, hold on. Why don't we call them real quick? But you can't... Hey, how, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good. Hey, I got a question for you. Um, first yes, of all, ha- can you tell me anything about it's podcast and it's called Tig's Bits Podcast. T I G S B I T S. Tig's Bits Podcast. This podcast talks about a variety of topics such as music, food, traveling, sports, and more. Okay, so it's a variety show. Yeah, and honestly, you're 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 on Tig's Bits right now. We're doing a podcast and we're talking about Four <laughs> Union. And back in the day, like in the late '80s and early '90s, we used to use this before Google, and we would. 
we would call all the time. Yeah, and it was I can't believe it's actually still in existence. I'm sitting here with a couple of other people on this podcast, and we were just bringing it up, and I was like, man, how did how did they get that information? Back in the late 80s, early 90s, you could call. There was no Google. There was no Internet. How did they right. have such large access to information? Because they could even tell you the best chili recipe. I mean, it's crazy, <laughs> the stuff they could tell you. Exactly. Right now, we're fortunate enough to have the help of Google. But sure. I don't know how they did it back in the day. I think it was some government-funded program, and they were the only ones that had access <laughs> CIA. to the inter- CI, yeah, yeah, CI. There's something going on there that's uh, right. <laughs> and uh, hey, I, I'll, I'll ask you one more thing since this is a question line, then I'll let you go. Can you foy it, Bobby John Drinkard? So, it's there's a lot of things that are popping up, especially from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, he, he's actually my guest on the on the podcast too. I'm sorry, I'm kind of setting you up on this. <laughs> hey, how you doing? At least you, yeah, yeah. He said I'm hello. He said hello. Yeah, that, that name yeah, he was a- sounds like the name of a milkshake or like a <laughs> uh, one-way street in a third-world country or something. Uh, I get it. Is, you know? he, is he perhaps the wild Tarzan? He's the wild Tarzan. Yeah, yeah that's him. He was on Survivor two, two different times, so, and he's a good yeah. friend of mine. Okay, that makes sense. That's the first thing that pops up. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, hey, listen, cool. is there anything else you want to tell us? Because um, you're going to be on our podcast soon. Is that okay with you? Like you can, this little piece yeah, to be in there? So you, so you can go in and subscribe to us. War Eagle. Cut that War Eagle. Out. Sorry, I did not mean to skip skip over you. Even though I'm a Troy Trojan and we got LSU Tigers, War Eagle. And uh so you can, so go ahead and subscribe to our show on Tig's Bits Podcast. You can go to YouTube and then keep an eye out for it'll be Survivors, Bobby John Drinker. It'll be the episode in the next week or two, and then you can check it out. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. He said bye. Later. That's it. <laughs> wow uh, that was uh chad that's you know podcast or not that that was worth the the moment today right yes there. it was it and really i saved was. it I, that was great was brilliant bob uh, i took tigs up there to troy one time mm-hmm. we went to a football game so he got to experience a little troy alabama on there you go night. tigs there you go oh yeah. yes i had a had a had a great time I'm sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) I was with good company. How could I not? You know. Yeah, you were with you were with uh, the the honorary Troy football captain with Blasey. I'm going to tell you, you won't find a a a better and bigger Troy football supporter than Chad Blasey. He's been with us. I mean, forever. I mean, back when we were D2, back when we were still trying to figure it out, and luckily. Troy's uh, had some good momentum on its side in recent years. Yes, they have. Oh, yeah. Bob, I mean, he was so, Bob, you, I ran out on the damn field with him because of because he is the mayor, basically, of Troy. <laughs> Next thing I know, here we come with the Troy Trojans. It was amazing. What a night. <laughs> what yeah, he a got night. to spend some time over there. He got, he, he got a little out of the zone we were supposed to be in. I, mm-hmm. I, I looked over and I couldn't find him. And I looked and he was in the defensive huddle on the sidelines. There, there you go. I got, Scheming. I was, oh, <laughs> we got to pull him out. We got to pull him yeah, out. Hey. Time of my life. But I he was in and out and never got questioned. He, he yeah. pulled it off. Well, <laughs> like, well, it looked like I belonged, you know, that we caught an extra point afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like those guys are just supposed to be, they're part of the team. <laughs> no, no, we had just been tailgating all day and having a good time and, uh, mm-hmm. and then busted a beanbag later in the suite. But that's another story right. for another yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That suite used to get a lot of hand up there. Mm-hmm. Bob, right. you played football at Troy there for like a year or two. I did. Right? I, I walked okay. on. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chad, I, you know, that was a point, um, I guess, in my life, you know, every every young man, every young woman, um, you know, has goals or they think you have goals. And I thought I think one of my goals uh, I, I thought I had was um, I wanted to play college football. Um, I was not athletic or anything, but I really enjoyed the game and and various things. Um, but um Spending, um, you know, one and one thing about college football that you got to realize, you know, at, at a lot of schools is, you know, spring camp is spring camp, winter workouts, that kind of thing. Well, you know, there's a lot of um, I guess there's there's an imagination that goes on out there in the college football world that when you walk on 
Um, and at the time, Coach Turk, who is now the head coach at Huntington, was he was in charge of the walk-ons at the time in Troy back in the mid-90s. Well, you know, uh, you go in there thinking that you're going to be, you know, stacked up with all of these, you know, gosh, uh, at the time it was the Southland Conference All-Stars and all these folks, you know. But the reality is, is that if they've been playing on Saturday nights pretty regular for the last two or three years, they ain't got to really do much during spring at all. Okay. Mm. So basically <laughs> you're the one in there that you're more or less a, uh, a, a human shield, if you will, to ensure that <laughs> nobody else gets, gets hurt. And then you think, wow, I, I just scored the, the starting, you know, gunner on, um, on, on, you know, on the punt team. Well, I got a little <laughs> advice. No, you didn't. Uh, they're just not going to pull this guy that's probably going to be, uh, you know, having a future career in the NFL. They're not going to get him hurt uh, like, yeah. at all. No ACL, <laughs> no MCL issue. So you're it and different things. But I say all that tongue in cheek, Chad. Like I said, I um, was out there about a year or so, learned a whole lot from Coach Blakeney um, of, about, you know, accountability, preparation, um, being punctual, you know, you give your word, that's your word. I mean, he was big into that, you know. Um, he had really had a blue-collar work ethic. Uh, he gave his coaches the freedom to coach, you know. Um, he, he didn't micromanage his coaches. He expected a lot of them, but, you know, when it, he let them coach, and you appreciate that. Um, and really got to see, you know, the beauty of what preparation looks like to, mm -hmm. to not be good, but to be great, you know, and it yeah. starts with practice and it starts with being intentional in your practice and uh, everything. And, you, you know, a lot of um, folks that have finished that Troy program, whether or not they got snaps, you know, during, you know, um, a season or if they ever even cracked the starting lineup, you know, um, everybody I know, Brantley and Chad, that finished the Troy program. OK, regardless of what they do, what they they did, what position they play, whatever, whether they saw a, 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 the game or not. Everybody know that finished that program has gone on to do amazing, amazing things in, in business and life um, and to where, you know, they're they, you know, they're they're not the thermometer on where they landed. They're the thermostat. OK, they're making mm. a difference, oh, you know, yeah. and, um, and everything from law enforcement to education on. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I I understand the Troys don't compare with the University of Alabama's or the LSU's. Um, I, I'm and I and I would never be one to try to draw up that measuring stick because I don't think it'd be an accurate uh, scoreboard. But I but I will tell you when it comes to being in, when it comes to being intentional and having an impact, um, I, I'd stack Troy's program up there with anybody's. I, hey, I, I can totally agree with that. Just from being an, an outsider with an inside view, I guess you could say, with knowing Chad for all these years and, and and how passionate he is with them, obviously, I can tell that you are equally mm -hmm. as passionate with, with the Troy yes. Trojans. And I, and I love that, though. Everybody that I know that's been associated with Troy has that same kind of drive and passion. In fact, I haven't told you this yet, Chad, Um I was at church on Sunday. We had a, we played pickleball. So I finally got exposed to pickleball. I love it. And I want to, I want to play more of it for sure. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this guy and, uh, and we're just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze. He's asking me, what do you do, you know, for work and stuff like that. I'm like, I sell insurance, which is not fun to talk about, but I, d I have a little podcast on the side, which people do like to talk about. Oh, what do you talk about? Well, we talk about a lot of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Somehow or another, I, I'm describing, you know, you and and uh, and JR and just kind of going into, and which we're missing JR today. He is out on the road touring, so we're missing, yeah, missing the handler. Man, you know, he's, had a, he's had a heck of a career. I'm proud of him. He's oh, worked man, on the ground he? up to get where he is and couldn't be yeah. tickled to death where JR is these days. Yeah, he told me to tell you hello. He, he hated he yeah. missed this one. He was yeah. in Oregon, yeah. and he was actually flying home today, so he couldn't. Well, I'm it. proud of him. I'm sure we'll have a collision here, here soon. Um, uh, so we're playing pickleball, doing all of that. And the guy says, he, he's the guy who does the music and the audio and all that stuff you know, for the, the web broadcast, all that. And he's like, the guy who used to do that before I took over 
he was a Troy Trojan, and he let us all know. <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's funny. The preacher's an Ole Miss fan, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I'm just associated with everybody. I know what's wrong with me. I'm right. It's just fun. To, <laughs> you know, it's just football. I like to be around the like-minded people who are passionate about life, living, having fun, doing all of that. So thus, here we are, you know. It is different. It is. It is different. And, and you know, the thing is, is that, you know, I don't need a lecture on why LSU is great and, and it's, a, it's an awesome experience. I don't need a lecture on the same about Auburn, Alabama, FSU, whoever, bigger programs, you know. Um, but one thing about Troy, Chad, Brantley, you know, that you're mentioning here is that, you know, every relationship over there, um, it, it was never unintentional it was intentional. Okay. It was never unintentional. It was intentional. And when I see people today and, and I can vouch for this person or that person, I, I'm not vouching because, Oh, I, I knew, I knew who they were. No, I'm vouching because I know their mama. I know their daddy. I know their sister. I know that. And that, and that is what you get at a smaller program now i'm using the word right. smaller tongue-in-cheek here because you know troy's growing a lot right now as a lot of other smaller schools are that we're seeing across the country yeah, I right. mean, hey listen we could talk troy and we could talk college football all day long but i do got some other things i'm gonna get to before we this man has to go back he's a highly he's a hard dude to nail down man he's like he gave me <laughs> yeah well i've got two hours in six weeks <laughs> and then i've got another 30 minutes you know in december if you'd like to look at those times so with that being said, uh, for time purposes, want to get into a little bit of kind of post Troy there with you, Bob. It was sure it was kind of interesting, you know. Like you went like immediately. I think you had like some model opportunities mm -hmm. and even some acting opportunities. Sure. You were in uh, We Are Marshall mm -hmm. movie, and uh, yep. And then obviously on past that, kind of get into that phase of your life and kind of <clears> sure. How, how did that lead you to Survivor? That's one thing that's kind of interesting. For me, um, when I was in school at Troy, um, I was like everybody else in college. I worked. I had jobs and different things, you know. But one thing that I also did while I was at Troy is um, I had an opportunity to uh, get into, like, the, the, the fashion world and, and various things. And, uh, you know, country boy off a dirt road in Goshen, Alabama, has no business, um, you know, uh, putting on a fur coat for somebody and taking a picture and telling somebody, to buy it or whatever okay but that was my that was my my i guess my introduction into entertainment if you will um was the fashion world and modeling various things which the only thing i can model right now was just a a, a dad bod and uh gray hair <laughs> and chasing a 10 year old and a seven year old around all right but hey everybody has a story right and so um was able to do that and um, and had a lot of uh, or had some success in the Atlanta area. And quite frankly, I wrapped up with um, with Troy in um, May of 2003. I started in in uh, gosh, guys, in May of no, excuse me, in September of 95. So I, I was on the eight year plan. Don't don't get mad at me. Uh, you know, we figure it out. Nope. Then we go. Nobody wanted to leave. Figure it out. There you go. But finally got through. And so when we when we did, it was one of those things, um, Chad, where, hey, if you're going to do this, you got to do it. You know what I mean? So I immediately got an agent, various things. We get into the whole acting gig. Uh, was waiting tables at a PF Chang's to this day. I will put every dime I got in my pocket right now, which is not much. I can make a better lettuce wrap sauce than you. All right, chicken, <laughs> lettuce wrap, or veg. I got it down, all right, to this day. But anyway, it's working out there. And um, the the story is, is I was doing a few commercials, you know, just trying to get into the business. And um, one day I remember I came home from, from work and the TV was on and I saw these people running through a jungle like doing a bunch of crazy stuff out and I mean, all this crazy nonsense, barely clothed this and that. And I said, golly, that looks like they're in Brundage, Alabama, right there. That's kind of my speed. You know what I mean? Like that's the briar patch. Vines and, I mean, are, are they in the Kaneka river? Or are they in Fiji? Where are they at? You know? So anyway, long story short, I, uh, I applied to the show. Um, got a, <coughs> got a call back. And, um, next thing you know, I'm, I'm on survivor. Um, went through the whole casting process and various things and um, had a decent run on, on one season. And then um, I go back to waiting tables and everything and restaurants and all. And then they call me back. Hey, do you want to come back again? I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I'm saying all that to say, Chad, that, um, you know, I always thought that, hey, I want to be this actor. I want to go in this direction and all that. 
Um, and I was able to accomplish a lot of things and, and, and be in some movies and various things on a small scale. But um, one thing that did do to me is that it, it helped being out in Los Angeles helped remind me of who I am. And it helped remind me on where I'm from. And it helped remind me that, you know, all those hot summers spending, you know, bailing hay and hauling hay and, and working with steers and, and, and helping my uncles and various things on the farm. And, and, and it, it, it reminded me that, 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 that is who I am and I need to go and be who I am, not who I am not. Okay. So ultimately after a few years, you know, I, I made the decision that, you know what, I'm, I'm moving back to Alabama. I, I started working immediately for my alma mater and, um, and, and, uh, and then transitioned to, to where I'm at today with, uh, with Alabama industrial development training, where I've been about 17 years now. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, and, and now one way you can look at, no, nah, you really weren't successful. You ran out of money, had to come home. That's one way to, uh, I guess, to look at it, but, but but honestly, I you know it, there was that that point you could have written me a check. I don't care how many zeros I had on it. I I I, I needed to be back in Alabama. That, that is who I am. You know, right. come home and, right. and and you got right. to learn something about yourself, dude. I mean, that's the thing. You go through all this, and uh, you know, it's it's where as, as a person you go, hey, that, that experience you can't take away. You figured out who mm-hmm. what what you are, who you are, and then when you saw all these other things, it's like, whoa, my roots or kind of where I need yeah, to go back I, to. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, um, you know, the only, you know, the only Rodeo drive that I knew was how it spelled as rodeo, which is the Pike County <laughs> Cattlemen's Association. All right. Or the little bridges rodeo in Louisville, Alabama. Okay. Uh, that's only Rodeo that I know, you know? And so, um, that, you know, like I said, I've learned a lot, met a lot of great people, some that I still, you know, keep in contact with to this day. Mm. Um, but, um, and you know, in like anything other, like any other moment in life, you know, you, you can't ever go back and rewind and redo relationships. No relationships. Relationships happen, the good ones and the bad ones, for a reason to make you better. Um, but you've got to make a choice on, on how it made you better and so forth, right? Um, so, like I said, I, I knew that I would be back, you know, in, in Alabama. And, and like I said, I, yeah. you know, Alabama's my favorite state. And I, like I said, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I get it totally. Go, hey, I want to go back to something, though. So, mm-hmm. at some point, there's rumors. So I got a few, there's a few stories that have been told that you and I have never even discussed that you don't even, right. like, you don't even know that maybe I know. And maybe what I hear is garbage. But there's this mm-hmm. rumor at some point while you were waiting tables that Britney Spears came in and you kind of blew her off. I mean, <laughs> is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Britney Spears came in and um, I remember we had to shut down the restaurant and, uh, and I, I was, I just didn't understand why we're shutting it down for a human. I mean, I, I get the whole, I don't need a lecture like on what it. Britney Spears was, but we're shutting this thing down for a human. When I got mom and dad and whoever over here that are hungry and want to spend their good money, her, so her money's greener than their money. I mean, I don't understand all that. That was kind of bizarre, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah. Um, and that's when, uh, I think her husband at the time or our friend, um, I think it was K Fed or what he was with them and you know different things. That was something, man. I don't ever forget that. You know, um, you know, you remember all that. And then, then I one memorable memorable experience, um, Chad is I remember Ricky Lake walked over and says, "I need a table for two." Just happened to be sitting there, and I said, "I'm sorry, ma'am, we're booked." And she said, "Even for Ricky Lake." And I just said, "Well, you got to tell him he's got to wait like everybody else." I didn't know it was Ricky Lake. All right, she said Ricky Lake. I'm like. Where's, yeah, where's he Lord. at? You know what I mean? So I got pulled in the principal's office on that one, you know? Um, but overall though, uh, it was, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun though. You know, oh, dude, um, that's funny. You, you definitely bumped into, um, a, a lot of, a lot of people that normally you, you never would and, and right. different things being yeah. on set and different stuff like that. You know, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I remember, uh, dude, uh, it's funny. All these little things that I sit here thinking about. So you had just finished, um, filming uh uh palau right mm-hmm. and you you mm-hmm. were back at troy and you had this little party at that little cabin you had out there just had a few yeah. folks over there say party it was, you know probably yeah 15 20 people mm-hmm. out there and so we didn't know how this thing had played out yet and you didn't tell anybody you know and and so you were quiet buttoned up but during that night i just happened to observe this this is before i saw the episode of the elimination episode mm-hmm. you had, <clears throat> here's what i do remember 
because I remember it so vividly because I put a lot of thought into trying to understand why you were doing what you were doing. You've got a really big fireplace. It's actually an oversized fireplace, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you were putting wood in that fireplace and you kept adding wood to that fireplace. At one point, you had the highest piece of wood almost touching <laughs> going into the flute of that fireplace. <laughs> and you were like really concerned with that fire being large. <laughs> and and I remember just going like, dang, Bob's really putting some energy into building this fire, man. And, and then I see the episode and I was like, oh, man, that's still fresh in oh, the brain, yeah. huh? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. You know that everybody always wrestles. You know, with God, if I'd have done that, do you know what I mean? Um, but but yeah, in in Palau, um, Stephanie Lagrosa, who was an amazing uh, survivor player uh, yeah. to this day, she's even been on a couple more seasons since then, and she's actually married to Kyle Kendrick, who was a pitcher for the Phillies for a while mm-hmm. and stuff. And I've spent some time with them through the years and different things. But um, you know, she was tough, and I remember. You know, you don't see everything on TV. But I remember like showing her like a couple of days before this, how this is how you build a fire. If I'm gone, this is how you do it. So I show her how to do it. And then of course we get out there well, and she like <laughs> kicks my tail, you know? So, uh, you know, I guess the whole paying it forward thing, it was really, uh, you know, couldn't be any more true then for sure. You know, dude, I just oh. knew that night we're watching. I'm a huge fan uh, of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I love Bobby John. That's my boy. He's from Alabama. I relate to him. This is this is my dude a million percent. Yeah. And then I'm like I go into the fire challenge. I'm like, oh yeah. He's this ain't gonna even be close. Finally, we're gonna get rid of Stephanie, who I also did like in, in the in the show yeah. and all. She is incredible talent. And uh and she was she was really, really good at I mean, just like yeah, I, I would want her on my team. She was good at those oh, yeah. challenges and yeah, all that. She stuff. really is, yeah. But yeah, to uh, I was like, there's no way in hell Bobby John's going to lose a fire challenge. And uh, so, is that how it went down? Is that is it that simple so, on a set? Now, there's some rumor so, about that too. I don't know. There is, yeah. So the reality, and I'm in, in full disclosure here I, my nda things passed so i can tell you oh right. here we go so, exclusive, uh, folks. so, so exclusive. get to the bottom of this so the reality on this thing brantley was is that it it was a tie originally like we sat there and and i knew it was a tie like i knew like it needed to be because i watched my flame go up and her like at the same time and it uh, i mean it was a bona fide tie mm. Well, Jeff Probst comes back and he says, all right, Bobby John, I need to talk to you for a minute. And when he said that, I knew that wasn't for me for good news. He was just basically he was basically about to tell me how I'm about to dump you on national television. But this is why. OK, he goes back. says, I want you to come with you. Never see this on the show. He says, I want you to look in this viewfinder, which essentially at the time was like a tablet, you know, of them filming the show or whatever, you know, yeah. and you're looking at it and. I mean, it was almost like instant replay on on like college football or NFL or, or whatever for like, for like the decision being overturned. When I tell you that her flame caught, I mean, a, a millisecond, I, I, not even half a second, a millisecond before mine. And even when it did, it was still subjective. It's one of those calls that even, even during instant to replay, too close to call. There you go. But it was really too close to call even then. Okay. Um, and he said, I'm sorry, you know, but watching this and they kept going back and forth, you know, she, she is one, you know, the challenge, you know, you're going to go home, you know, and different things. And I, and I heard that. And and then, and listen, you know, I, I knew enough to know that, look, you know, Stephanie, you know, great athlete, great player. I, I mean, she's probably gonna have a career after this at the time, which I mean, she's been back a season or two and some different things. I've seen her on other stuff through the years. Um, I knew she would make for, you know, good TV, uh, you know, better if you will. Um, so based on all that, even it was, even though it was, it was subjective and it, and yes, a millis, it was really too close to, but I guess if you get into inches and inches, a, a millisecond, if you want to call it that of her winning the challenge, you know, and that's the way, it, that's the way it worked out. That's the way it happened. But I say all that to say that I think 
for where I was going to go in that tribe over to the merge, I would have gotten eaten alive because they had, there were some cracks in their alliance, yeah. but I'd have gotten eaten alive with the numbers. I've just been another body around there and vote them out, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so I say all that to say, I think it worked out because I don't know if I would have been asked back to go back for another season that's had it not bad. turned out that's like wild, that, huh? you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's true. Um, Yes, you got a whole other. There's something to be said. Yeah, something to be said for that, you know. And that was before they had immunity idols or anything like now. You got all these different, you know, (laughs) tricks out there and stuff. You're the first to get screwed on that deal. I mean, yeah, with an immunity idol, the very first one. What a coincidence! You get to be on that cast and totally get blindsided absolutely yep um that was on on the next season on season 11 on survivor guatemala you know make it to the merge and um they tell us there's a a a hidden immunity idol out there (laughs) and they're saying like hidden immunity i'm thinking like i don't know to this day when you say the words hidden immunity idol automatically i just see like bo jackson holding up the heisman trophy (laughs) like when they say that and i just kept thinking like that you're gonna like Call in like the crew to come and like help you get the chain, boys. We got to pull pull it out. Got to get that immunity you know, out of the bank. Like, yeah, you got a flathead shovel in the back of that truck. I mean, come on, let's dig this thing out. You know, but ultimately, you know, it was just like you know, I got a piece of wood, right? You know, a small piece of wood, and and there you go, or, and that was or what happened. We didn't know what it was, but it, you know, obviously, it worked well <laughs> okay. for the show. It, it's another, I just kept thinking that's what it was. <laughs> and so, um, but you know, and I'm Gary Hugaboom as we found, you know, and Gary, you know, I'm big, you know, sports guy at the time and still am, but Gary told us he was a landscaper forever. And, um, that's what we thought. And then Danny Boatwright who hosted a sports show in Kansas, she's like, I, I, I recognize mm-hmm. Gary. And finally she figured out that he was the backup quarterback to Danny White forever with the Cowboys and various things. And so anyway, Gary's a great guy though. I really enjoyed um, Gary, you know, and, but anyway, Gary found the idol. How, how close, how many times did you walk by that idol? Did you, do you know where he found it? Did he ever tell you where it was? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Well, watching the show, I got to see it. And then when, and then when you're on the jury, you talk to all these people once they get voted off. I mean, now there's people that won't speak to each other. I mean, it's like, Oh, it's fifth grade all over again. (laughs) I I didn't get picked. I mean, I didn't care, man. I was just like, Hey, what's up? I mean, like, come on, we're playing a game. I mean, like, seriously, you only have, it's like NASCAR. You only got one winner. I mean, come on, you know? So, I mean, like either you win or you don't, you know? So, um, but but, uh, but, but yeah, luckily I, I was able to, you know, when you, when I was done, I was done. I'm, you know, part of it, you know, oh, yeah. and everything. You were, so, you were anyway. a big part of it. That's <laughs> don't sell, don't sell it short <laughs> for a year of everyone's life. You were on their television for about a half of that year, just about every night in some form or fashion, dude, you were awesome. You're a hell of a player, right. Right. easily the hardest working player that's ever played the game and i know you pride yourself on that mm-hmm. as you should but ain't nobody gonna outwork mm-hmm. bobby john it just uh, it ain't possible well yeah well as i've got as the more birthdays i get on me brantley i realize working hard's great but you better work smarter <laughs> now okay you got to think about that yeah, absolutely, you know you better. but but yeah good old good old hard work comes into play and I, you know, and I think that's kind of, uh, you know, it's weird how fate, you know, comes into play with what you do. You know, you, uh, that was kind of my thing was hard work to your point on survivor. I went in there thinking nobody's going out work me and by all accounts, I don't think that mm-hmm. happened that. All right. Uh, then we didn't win it, but that part, like I said, did what it was supposed to do, but then transitioning to where we're at now with our career pathway, you know, working in workforce development for the state of Alabama. Um, it's all about hard work, yeah. you know? And um, and influencing and encouraging and inspiring and transitioning, you know, um, you know, citizens in Alabama, surrounding states to, you know, to to, yeah. to go to work. I watched you know, so. uh, um, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm always going to research a guest and I and I and sure. I went back to watch some of there's somebody out there off the island. I think I'll give them a shout out, whatever that has a a survivor page where they break down everybody, the rise, the fall and the, you know, destruction of Bobby John. (laughs) It's just all the, you know, those titles and all, but it brought back so many memories because it's been since you played really since I've watched, I've seen a highlight here and there and throughout the seasons and all, because I'm still a fan. I still watch it. 
Well, that's not true. I haven't watched it in two or three years. Not I don't watch. I haven't, it like I haven't I watched it. To, but I'll, I'll be honest. It's been a while. I haven't yeah, watched it. Well, I've since watched it. Guatemala. After Guatemala, I just it, yeah. nothing against it. It's a good show. I just don't watch. Oh, it's a lot great. TV shows. It's great. Like, well, you know, I think Survivor's almost like minor league baseball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll go to a minor league baseball game, but I got to have like a friend or a cousin or a friend or somebody, a friend or somebody playing for me to get into, into it. Yeah. And like, there's so many reality cooking shows. Like, if you got a cousin or a brother, or I know, I'm going to watch it. But other than that, though, I, well, you, I probably you not. Were it, you were on it at the peak, so. you know, in, in my sure. opinion. That's when the peak, and then Guatemala, and then the heroes and villains, I think, was right after Guatemala or not long after, right. which you should have been on, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, well, thank you. Hey, uh, I just thank you. I just thought about something. I didn't mean it to disrupt, but it just hit me on the uh, – <laughs> and I remember another fire. This was post after I saw the ending. Do you remember we went to the Acoustic Cafe, me, you, and J.D.? Oh man, that was an amazing experience. That, yeah, yeah. I took a bath in a with a water hose. Uh, somebody had a water hose. It was time to bathe, and I just remember just soaking. Oh, dude, water it's hose a guy's house done, on know? the side of like a hill, <laughs> the lower hills of the mountains. Right, you know, you're up, up around Birmingham area, and like his house here. Then he had this right next to his house, this little plateau area called the mezzanine, little flat area. Then it went downhill to the stage which he had built at the bottom so it was a natural amphitheater just built off that side mm. and you get there early enough which we had to get there it didn't start till like friday night jd goes up there thursday we get the mezzanine like so we have it's basically like being in the you know the box seat like you know like the king sits in or something which yeah. is the perfect spot you don't have to even move you camped here because most people are camping way down trails away from the stage and we have one of the mm. probably three campsites that are actually a part of the stage area and so, dude, we're sitting up there, dude. It was just such a good spot. It was that was a fun weekend, man. That was such a fun weekend. It really was. It really was. I remember was. that night a fire got away from you too a little bit. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It got a little got a little out Do you of remember control it, what, there, but we were able to bring it. Yeah, back. It, it wasn't like he built a giant fire. It just he built. We had giant logs, mm-hmm. and dude, I mean logs were heavy. Mm-hmm. They were oversized. I remember he turned and tossed it into the fire. Well, that mezzanine had a little slope to it. <laughs> I remember that log hit. <laughs> And it was in the fire, and another one, I think, not that <laughs> one, another one came enemy, out, <laughs> and this fiery yeah, log came it. flying out it started and going, going down the yeah. hill towards yeah. all the other people. There's a few other campsites and people yeah, watching it. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody's watching it unfold and stuff. And, you know, and that's the thing is that, uh, you know, I don't, uh, I, you know, I, I, I usually think first, ask questions later sometimes when it comes to fires, which is scary. <laughs> Um, and, and definitely probably should have had OSHA on the scene, you know, to maybe uh, provide some guidance there. But I just looked at it like we got to get it done. You did. You know, the, 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 the strike part was right. I got to get this from point A to point B. But you got to factor in C, D, and E. You know, hey, if I knock down this wall, what's behind it? Well, you know, again, we, we, we live and learn. <laughs> That's right. Well, J.D. and yeah, I didn't I want to get out that. of our folding chairs, and we knew we needed to throw another log right. on there. And it was just one of those deals where it's like get reaching for the tab. Somebody gets the alligator arms, and Bob, being the worker he is, <laughs> just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you boys ain't going to do it. it. I'll do it. So I think there was a, it may have been a little right. bit of frustration in there, too, because we just all kind of looking around, and then he goes and grabs the log. Like, this is what you do. You pick the log up, and you throw it in the fire. You know what I mean? We almost, <laughs> without right. saying it, but just kind of doing it, and it went in a little hot. <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully, like I said, it doesn't roll 50 <laughs> yards down there with other campers. Right. Hard and, you know, oh, you know, man. Um, you know. I, thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, I will tell this other thing real quick I want to talk. I got to get to. Because so Bob and I, like, so post-college, it's, it's been kind of intermittent. Like, we've kept up more with text like, than we have actually been able to hang out. It's only been just a few times. But I swear every time it was always very memorable. And uh Mm-hmm. And the trip to Atlanta, and I, and you know what's funny? I don't even remember why we were in Atlanta. It was like somebody's bachelor party. Somebody's yeah, bachelor it party. Was, I was there. We were mm-hmm. there. And I, dude, this is like oh four to oh eight, somewhere in that range. And I don't even know when, or maybe mm-hmm. 10. I don't know. But it's been a minute. But, dude, I remember, I don't remember anything that we did that night. Like, I remember we went around. We hung out in the Buckhead area. But what I do remember is we were in some bar. And we walked in the bathroom. And, dude. It was just normal, right? Everybody's going to use the bathroom. It, sh- it shouldn't be the memorable <laughs> experience, but it, it was so good. It was the best thing I've ever seen happen in a bathroom. <laughs> and so, Bob, there's a dude that's an attendant in there. He's got all the stuff going, you know. 
And everybody's just kind of quiet because you get in the bathroom and it ain't like, let's keep talking. Let's all do our business, get out of here, right? And so there's two or three of us in there and a couple other people in there that we don't know. And and Bob walks up to that dude that's doing the, the attendant guy, and Bob just breaks into a little rap, dude. <laughs> and, dude, what's, what's so crazy, I, I, I can still hear it. I know the words to it. You know, it's like it immediately – I mean, he started in. He was like mm-hmm. – looked at him, started bouncing his head a little bit, and I was like, uh-oh, something's about to happen. And he was like <laughs> – Wash your hands. Pay the man. <laughs> right. Wash your hands. Wash them fast. Wash right. your hands. Next thing you know, we started beatboxing in the bathroom, dude. And it's like everybody's dancing around. That it was so yep. good, though, man. That was. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I, I like I said. I, I remember. There's there's different different uh, different bars of that. I, I do uh, do recall. You know, that means it dude, was a great absolutely. night. Absolutely, it was unbelievable. Like if that had been That's on like right. some sort of like today's social media world, like that'd have like 20 million views because that bathroom just went from every yeah. grown man peeing to next thing you know rapping, yep. like beatboxing, <laughs> jumping around. The attendant loved it. Like everybody's like just getting after it, you know. And we just danced out of there in a train of people. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Back back to Survivor and uh, Palau, number one, um, Tom, who eventually goes on to win. He kind of ate your, he kind of ate your lunch a little bit, but oh, yeah, he, he ate did. everybody's yeah. lunch for the for the record. You were not you were not alone. He seemed like uh, I don't know how much interaction that you ever actually had with him because y'all were on separate tribes. Beyond you were you were there with the competitive moments. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see him outside of the show or, or anything like that? Is he a good Yeah, dude? absolutely. We, yeah, he, Tom, Tom, you know, what you see is what you get. Um, Tom Westman, probably one of the most genuine people that I've ever had the opportunity to run, to run across. Okay. Survivor, no survivor gameplay, no gameplay. Yeah. You know, he's the same guy inside the game that he is outside of the game. Um, he, uh, you know, he, you know, talking about working, you know, working smarter, not harder. You know, Tom, Tom was a killer, yeah. you know, but the thing about it is he knew when to turn it on, when to turn it off. You know, you can't run around. That was my weakness there, Brantley, is I've, I, you know, I, I label myself as a killer, but I, I had my killer switch on like from the time I went, I got up to the time I went to bed. Problem with that is, is you, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll run yourself or to, to in, into the ground yeah. doing that. You know, you just, you know, nobody's a machine, although people think they are. You, you know what I mean? You got to know when, when you got to know when to put on the pressure and when to back off, you know, when to press the gas, when to put on the brake. Tom had that part mastered, you know? Um, so like I say, he was really, really good, really good at that. But um, yeah, I remember uh, we would go to New York. It's now it's been some years, you know, since I was probably, it's probably been you know, I don't know, nine or 10 years since I've had the opportunity to, to bump into Tom, but, uh, you know, I, we would go to New York, we'd see him and stuff like say, he's, you know, awesome guy, good family, man. I mean, he's, you know, if you're in a crunch, you won't, you won't Tom close yeah, by for sure. Yeah. He definitely seemed like that kind of, that kind of cat. Is there something that you would do if I know watching those seasons back once you were home and, and, and all of that, if you could go back is what was portrayed in the show on camera that we saw, was that what happened? You know I mean? Is that how it was? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Brantley. So one, one thing about Mark Burnett, Mark, you know, who obviously his, you know, production studios are behind survivor and, and various things, you know, is, you know, he's very big on, you know, on, on, you know, everything being organic and genuine in the whole nine yards. So my point is, is that I can only vouch for a survivor. Yeah. What you see is what you get, you know, this business about, well, the, you know, oh, I was portrayed as, you know, as, as, you know, being lazy or I was portrayed as being a maniac or whatever somebody may say, well, oh, you were lazy. You like, you went on <laughs> yeah. a, like a vacation and slept the whole time <laughs> or no. I mean, if, if somebody moved your wooden toothbrush to the right, you had a complete meltdown. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty lunaticy or whatever you want to call it. You know, <laughs> so yeah, what you what you see is is what you get, 100. percent So, yeah. How many camera men, women are around like the camp when y'all are camping, sure. and are they so, out of the way? Like, do you kind of not see them? I mean, yeah, yeah. During during the day, you typically have. Um, 
you know, two, two, what I call two main cameras that are, you know, getting most of the action um, Two boom mics, you know, kind of getting things simultaneously. And then you have what a, a field producer walking by getting maybe, you know, other footage, you know, that maybe the main action can't get or whatever. So typically I have about three cameras um, during the day um, during um, challenges um, because there's so many people involved. You got up, you can have up to 40 people in a challenge or you can, well, not 40 people, you can have up to 20 people in a challenge or 18, you know, doing different things. You know, you can have anywhere as, you know, 15 to 20 camera operators oh, wow. and boom mics and different, you know, and now obviously with, with drones and all, you got all that going on. You right. Know? Right. Um, and, and so forth. Um, and so a production of people, like I said, and then just from the resource perspective on the challenges, I mean, it'll, it'll, it, it can take anywhere from 20 to 30 prop guys to do whatever yeah. it is that you got going on. Um, at night, you typically only have like one camera operator, you know, just because at night there's not a whole lot. There may be a, what we call a couple of showmance moments going on, right? Uh, yeah. Um, not romance, <laughs> but showmance, yeah. you know, um, if, which if that goes down, I tell you, you're so nasty and dirty. That's wow. You know, <laughs> well, that um, answers one of my questions. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people that have gotten me, you know, whatever well, yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. but, uh, but man, Robin I like to say there's got to be, yeah, it's got to be love at first sight, or or, or whatever else you want to label it. <laughs> well, as you did. At first you were sight. you were labeled the stinkiest at camp. I'm sure that you're real yeah. proud of that. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? That's, I got a feeling that yeah. everybody the hardest working stinks. Too, you know? Yeah, I, I don't think anybody would want to prop themselves up to be the most uh, uh, high, you know, uh, number one hygiene going on out there. Things sure. change after 24 to 48 hours, don't they? Oh, I mean, quickly you change. become a science experiment. Yep, <laughs> and absolutely. I, I, I would think after. After a couple of days, three or four days of being out there, you finally, you ignore the cameras. They're no longer like you don't. Yeah, you do. I mean, you, you do. I mean, they're there, you see them, but I mean, like, you know, I've never understood, you know, survivor. I mean, like when you try to get a private conversation, watch, I mean, like they got to follow you, you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, like, there's nothing you go on there knowing that every single thing you do is going to be filmed and documented. So, I mean, that's just something you got to deal with, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Is it when, when you're, when you're voted off or, or however it goes down, you're no longer there and you go like, was it on a boat? Where did y'all stay afterwards? And what's that experience like? Is it, yeah. is it like you've got air conditioning, a shower, food, you can yeah. just be yourself? Well, it, it, uh, yes and no. Um, you definitely have food and a shower. Yay. <laughs> but on, on Palau and Guatemala, though, they call it the Ponderosa. All right. I don't know. That's just the name. When you get okay. voted off and you go to the jury, it's called the Ponderosa. Okay. Wherever that's at. Um, some seasons, Brantley, you know, you do have a hotel and all that, but in Palau and Guatemala, which I didn't do the jury in Palau, but I was there for a little bit before we jumped on a flight and went to Australia or wherever we went. But to that point though, um, you, you were in tents. Okay. Yeah. And you had like a hut or, a, a an area that you would go for, you know, meals and different things that the locals or villagers or whatever would, you know, prepare for, you know, that production had, um, you know, um, uh, acquired their services. But, um, but yeah, there was no, uh, I didn't ever experience any AC or anything like that coming off, but I mean, obviously, yeah, none of that, but I mean, you did have access to a shower and, you're basically like camping with, with camping with luxury. If there is such a thing, you know, so (laughs) compared to what y'all were going through, it, it, it looks, I mean, that was rough, dude. It looked all of those and, and maybe it still looks rough, but it doesn't look as bad as it was then when you played and even it really, you know, it's been a handful of years. I don't think it's easy. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying that it's easy at all, but they do have, rewards and things that you can win a lot earlier it seems of flint and things like that that you just can't you just can't do in the beginning y'all were like truly naked and afraid basically style you know yeah it was i you know from people that done the show multiple times and you know and i've only done it twice but i've done it enough to know um you know that they tell me you know when when the show first started the the early years in the early 2000s 
to where they're at right now. Yes, it's still hard. It's still challenging. But I think like right now the show is like 21 days, I think, just mm. because of production cost. And, very, you know, when we were doing it, it was 40. Um, and, and then there's <laughs> oh, wow. a few more a, a few more rewards are involved now and, and, and different things. May still put out a good product oh, yeah. 100%. But um, they're having to, you know, you know, redefine what they are and who they are and, and the purpose and, and, and that sort of thing, you know. Have they done that boulder challenge where you, all y'all ruined? You really ruined your shoulders on. Oh, I still got scars to this Do day. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, I look vicious. Oh, yeah. That looked vicious, brother. That looked yeah. awful. Like- yeah, you're. Yeah, I don't know if they've done. I'm sure they have, Chad, because you typically see, you know, those challenges come back into play at some point right. during the the seasons. It resonates with me when you're taking that taking your shirt off. It's dark. It's at night. You're just, you know, yeah. that was cringy of like oh my god that dude <laughs> yeah but you put your body on the line and you did that in every single challenge have do you do you um do you like people from georgia now uh oh wow yeah that was uh <laughs> no, i do i do because i obviously but um man uh yeah jamie he he, he turned into be a, a very good friend but um right he and i though we um we did not uh lack of a better term we did not g-haw from day no, one, I not. mean, just at all. Um, there was just, just two bulls did, in a ring. Did that yeah. start in like on the yeah. flight to there before you dropped off? Was there something had to have happened for y'all to not <laughs> like each other? Really. You're from the same part of the country. Here's the thing: I don't think anything happened. Brantley, it's what didn't happen. Okay, mm. meaning that um, you know he and I we just we just didn't click to begin with um, for whatever reason. I didn't know he could you know. I didn't know Jamie from a can of paint, okay, to start with. Right. But I knew right when I was around him, and this is the truth, you know, I knew immediately I said he's from Georgia. I just knew it. I just knew it. I just knew it, you know. And, and he was. Um, and uh, now he was a great competitor. Let me just yes, say that. Yeah, he was. And, and he, was, he was. He was very strong and, and much stronger and mean a lot of different ways, right? Um, but uh, – but yeah, we yeah, I've uh, I buried the hatchet on uh, on 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 the rivalry for sure. Right, right, right. I think you did, <laughs> and I haven't seen this, but didn't you do it in the post? in the lat that like when they all go to New York City, y'all all went to New York City or whatever. Y'all had y'all publicly amended, buried the yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought I remember yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it was one of those things where you know, um, you know. Things are going on. Things are happening. You get it. But, you know, uh, all of us come from a place where, hey, you know, we'll we'll let things slide. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to be your public doormat for national TV, buddy. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, good. I think good yeah. for you to have that presence of mind while you're in that environment to be thinking, you know, big, big picture kind of brings me to this to this question. Do you think you can win that game? Without lying, cheating, or stealing, absolutely. Can not. you win it? No, <laughs> you can't. no. I mean, I know that. What was the, you know, what was the movie um, with, uh, you know, um, Tom, uh, um, uh, Vince Vaughn's in it? You know, um, played Desmond. Um, uh, uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. Is that it? Or, okay. No? Yeah. 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 That, like that. that sounds right. Okay. Well, he played. You know, um, he, he, the guy plays. I can't tell the actor's name, but he, he plays the. You know, the the military. Uh, you know, the the person, the marine, or the you know, the marine. I, I think that, you know, went through combat. True story, and never used a, a firearm. You know. Now I, I get that happened. All right, but on the game of Survivor. Right. Um, you know, that guy was a medic, but on the game of Survivor, the Brantley answer your question. Um, no, I don't, I personally don't think that because of the nature of the game that you can win it without outwitting, outlasting, outplaying and doing what you have to do to do just that. I mean, I, 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 I guess I, I relate that, um, to a, you know, to, um, to say a linebacker can win the national championship without putting their helmet in somebody's chest. Like I just don't, I don't right. see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never yeah. saw that. You you didn't play the game that way. You played it straight up, <laughs> right? Which, and there's there's so many different ways that that you can that you can play it. And you watch those folks uh, over the years, you know, and and different stuff. And but that's what I think is so awesome about it. It's a social experiment, and your true personality when it comes down to it 
what you really are is what comes out. Absolutely. And that, that, that is who you are. And that's who I wanted to be. Um, you know, you, you, to win the game today, Brent, and even then, you know, you got to make a big move at some point. Okay. Right. Like people that don't make big moves don't win that game. And it doesn't always have to be the line sheets. I mean, you got people that have created characters out there of Survivor. I mean, go to Cameo right now and you can find them on there. <laughs> I'm on. If, yeah. if I get on Cameo, we got some problems because I'm not able to pay the bills. Y'all need to like revisit <laughs> me and check my temperature. Okay. As long as there's a weed eater or a shovel or an axe around, I'm going to be able to pay the bills. All right. Yeah. But I, but I'm saying all that tongue in cheek, sarcastic a little bit that, you know, people have created all these characters and all that. And I get it. That's their thing. But that's, that is not who, who, who I am. You know, um, I do think that you got to do what you got to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, to win that game. But, um, but I always say that people that get voted out of survivor Brantley that were lied to or cheated or whatever, all that happened to them, what was already coming to them. Okay. Whether right. it was you or somebody else, and you could be on that receiving end too. Did yep. you have any big moves that you had potentially planned if you had, had merged or anything that you were kind of that just never got to have those wheels in motion? Or I knew I knew that but, I would have to do that at some point. Um, I, I you know like I, said, I never had to really do. I mean, I was on a side where hey, you voting for me tonight or whatever, and I'm like, right, oh, no, right. I'm not gonna vote for him. Of course, I'm writing your name, man, like, and 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 other and the nine <laughs> other people are too. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's the sure. thing about Survivor. Which you got to worry, but one thing I know about Survivor is, is that if nobody's talking to you, you're going home. Problem. Okay, so <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you that, better start scrambling. There's everybody's talking, and everybody's talking at camp, and you're you're hearing it out of both sides of your mouth. I mean, it would be hard to know who to believe, and I guess that's when it comes down to it. And you, you, they do a really, really good job of portraying that on the show and making you feel that emotion at home. But I can only imagine what it's actually like when you're out there 24 right. seven miserable as all get out, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it doesn't honestly, it doesn't look like fun. I mean, no, I mean, no. It, I mean, you're, <laughs> I mean, by that day five or six, you're thinking, what in the world I sign up for, you know, because yeah. of, you know, you're dehydrated and this and that, but you know, um, your body does get used to it. And I say this in a bizarre way, but, you know, you're out there with people that they may be a little different than you or, you know, whatever, but, you know, people do encourage other people, you know, so you're out yeah. there with other people are like, hey, you know, come on, you can do it. I mean, you only see like, you know, somebody's lying about it and all that little, you know, stuff, but, you know, there's also a lot of folks that they're picking each other up too, because, you know, I mean, like you'll probably never go and do that experience yeah. again. And you're in you it know? together. You're in yeah. it together. In a sense and, too. and those memories that you build, to me or always will be way more important than any money that you win because you spend yeah. money and it's gone. Right. But you'll always right. have those memories, you know? So that's my two cents. That's true. Exactly. Man, that's awesome. now, I've got one last question and I'll, I'll, I'll get <laughs> off of my survivor soapbox. Jeff Probst. Mm-hmm. Is he who he is? He looks like he, I mean, I, I, he's been the face of survivor for the whole time. He does an incredible job is, are tribal councils contrived? Is there chatter and talk before y'all all start talking or they start rolling? No, those, or is that just those tribal councils are very, I would say if production does anything that's quote serious, friendly, it is monitoring those tribal council, those tribal, mm. those tribal councils. Um, you, you can't talk on the way over. You can't, I mean, yeah, there's people that, you know, whisper, but you, they'll, they'll wow. get on you. I mean, they, they'll, they take that pretty serious, you know? Um, and plus as a contestant, you sign an agreement basically saying that you're working for production. So if you, you know, disrespect them, if you, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, treat them negatively or whatever. You know what? I mean. You don't want to mess with them. You don't want to get them. You don't want to piss them off. Can you talk to them? Well, and they're essentially another player. Oh, yeah, you can talk to them. They'll you know talk back, but they're not going to tell you where to find food, or they're not going to tell you something from absolutely. home or what fishing or something. If you want, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they'll talk to you a little bit. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah. and they're they're essentially another player of the game. So you you want to be able to 
to be able to to work with them and stuff, you know, um, and partner with them. And then, you know, also you're talking about Jeff Probst. You know, yes, he is who you see. He's a very genuine guy, very charismatic guy. Mm-hmm. He wants what's the best for you. Um, through the years, unfortunately, we've had a couple of cast members from Palau, Jen Lyon and Angie um, Jacuz, um, who passed away, uh, unfortunately, to, uh, to cancer, you know, um, uh, breast cancer, you know, when everybody's on the, on your listeners and everybody's had to deal with that through the years, through various things. Right. But I've never, you know, he was very intentional and genuine when all that was going. He, he, he is who he is on the show, but he's also got a, got a very personal mm. side to him. And, um, you know, when people go through things, you know, think, you know, he's, uh, I remember during those time was time with those during that time with those two, Two folks, Jen and Angie, he, you know, he, he did he did his yeah. part, you know, and he, he recognized that they were valuable and important, not only, not only to that show, but yeah. also as humans, you know, and you appreciate, you know, seeing things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Well, I, I had to ask about Jeff Probst. So then we'll wrap sure. it up on, on this. I want to know if you could do it again, those two chat, the two rewards that you got to do, you got to swim with the jellyfish which was incredible footage mm-hmm. that we got to see that looked really yeah. cool, but I can only imagine what it's like actually in the water, not on camera. And then of course, sure. the zip lining through Guatemala. You look like you had a blast on both of those. If you could only do one of them again, which one would you do? Zip lining through Guatemala, 100%. Swimming with the jellyfish was fine and neat and all that, but at some point you just feel like you're swimming swimming around a bunch yeah, of plastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got this stuff just hanging all over you. But um, but the zip lining in Guatemala is 100 percent, man. What a that's what an what experience! The Tarzan of Survivor would say. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what, that's what yeah. you're not going to choose water over vine. No, come on, man. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely not. I know that that you've got a busy day. You've we appreciate you carving out some time to come on here. I'm sure that I will think of. 48 more questions that I have for you just on survivor uh, at some point, but hopefully you'll come back. We'll talk more football. We'll talk a little bit more survivor stuff. And then we'll just talk about life mainly because Bobby John is a very interesting fellow. What you see is what you get. It's an honor that he would take the time to come here on Tig's bit. So thanks so much, Bobby John. And, uh, and look forward to catching up with you again. Well, Brantley, it's been a pleasure. Chad, always, yes, you know, sir, always brother. stand, buddy. And that, 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 res- that respect has only just grown since our time at Troy. He continues to do that. And um, I just appreciate what y'all are doing and, and, and going out and finding people that can add value to this world. And that's what you guys are doing and telling their stories. And, I, and I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs>